Thank you for joining us again, party people. This is Mitch Nicholson of Mitch and Al Radio. We are a 30-minute podcast coming to you, talking current events in professional wrestling. We're talking rumors. We're talking backstage stuff. We occasionally have some interviews. We try to have a lot of fun. Joining with me, as always, is Alan Jackson. How you doing, Al? I cannot be better. Ready to talk some wrestling. Me too, me too. Before we get started talking some wrestling, I want to thank Amazing Kong. You know her as Karma. You know her as Awesome Kong, depending on what shows you want. Uh, watch. Uh, Amazing Kong was on our show last week for one question interview. It was awesome, big time success. And we have her opponent from last weekend, Sassy Steffi, the Remix Fury champion, on for another one question interview today. This was recorded last week before her uh, match. So we're excited to bring that to you today, so that's something to look forward to. But as far as current events in wrestling go, let's start out with Monday Night Raw, Al Jackson. Did you like anything from Raw this past week? Um, Yeah, I, I did like a few things. I really did like the uh, Randy Orton Dolph Ziggler match. I thought that was really good. Oh, that was a great um, match. Yeah, definitely. Everything else is just kind of eh, but I, I am glad that uh, Dean Ambrose did win that match, so we'll finally get to see him versus Rollins um, at the next pay-per-view. I, I don't I don't see Cena interfering, but then again, you know, anything's possible. Well, I mean, uh, they, they did set that match up to be a sell match. They also set up... Uh, Randy Orton versus John Cena in another cell match. Are you at all excited about that? Actually, yes. Yeah, I, 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 it has potential to be pretty good. Um, it's just one of those things where we have to watch and see yeah, how a- awesome it is or how, you know, average it is. Yeah, when I read people online talk about it, you know, people groan because John Cena versus Randy Orton, they've done this all kinds of times. Uh, I, I think yeah. if you search it on WWE Network, John Cena, Randy Orton, you get like 16 pages of search results. <laughs> and so they, they've, they've wrestled more than a few times, but you know I try to look at it optimistically, and these are two absolute legends. I think Randy Orton, is, his in-ring game is just flat-out awesome every time he wrestles. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I think it's got the potential to be a great match. Of course, Ambrose and Rollins, that's going to be... I don't know. This has been feud of the year, so whatever they do in there could be match of the year quality. At least I'm hoping it is. Right. Well, what do you think about Brock Lesnar not being on the show again? And rumor has it he's not going to be back on the show until January. I don't know if I believe that, but that's the rumor going around. Are Are you okay with the champion not being on the show? Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of gave up being upset about that. I mean, I, I understand that he's most likely not going to be around uh, for a while. I was getting pretty upset about it, but it's kind of like, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, I, I, I know he's not going to be, you know, on, on Raw every week, but I guess when he, when he shows up, you know, that's when we get excited to see him. Well, I mean, let's talk about the fact that they're leaving Paul Heyman off of programming as well as to not draw attention to the fact that Lesnar's not there. Must we go without Paul Heyman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that upsets me more than, than Brock not being on there, quite honestly. Because Paul Heyman is the man. Yeah, he, he gets you great either, promos. You hate Paul, you love Paul, and I love the guy. Yeah, I love him. I think people generally see him as a positive 
you know, ratings booster. So he's not on the show. You know, he doesn't have to talk mid-card guys and stuff. It's not like they have to just pair him some with people for something to do, but I don't think people are going to complain about Lesnar not being there if all we get is Paul Heyman coming out and talking about Lesnar. I, I don't know. I, I think they look at it as more of a negative to have him on than positive, and I can't, I can't understand that at all. No. Yeah, but... He should be back. My gut feeling is we're going to see a match from him at Survivor Series. I hope I'm right about that. But the rumor going around is going to be January till we see him again, and that'll put him in, you know, pre-Royal Rumble time. That'll be build up to WrestleMania. And, and that's a, a follow-up question I need to ask you about that. All along the past few months, we've been hearing Roman Reigns versus Lesnar, and that'll be a WrestleMania moment with Roman Reigns out on injury. Do you think that'll still be uh, the plan? Like I said, like you said, it's being rumored, so it it, it could possibly happen. I, I I don't see myself getting excited about it, but I could see it happening. I guess if it's being rumored. Yeah, well, and I yeah. like Roman Reigns. I think he still has the potential to be a major player, but now that he's out, along with so many other top stars, you see guys like Ambrose really getting his opportunity to shine, and he's just hitting home runs with it. I mean, do you think we'll ever see Ambrose get a world championship before his ex Shield mate buddies? If he deserves it, I mean, that's not to say that. You know, Roman Reigns, it's his fault that he has, you know, that he's got a, a bad injury or whatever. You know, he has a lot of potential. He's definitely a star in the making, but, you know, Ambrose is just tearing it up week after week. I, I think if anyone deserves a title shot right now, it's Dean Ambrose. Yeah, I agree. I think he's just awesome. And if he can win his, uh, his rivalry with Seth Rollins, like win the cell match and, you know, win whatever matches they come off of it. I think that should put him in line for it, which will kind of further the story and leave opportunities for the rivalry to continue because if he gets a title shot and ultimately wins it, then here's Seth Rollins ready to cash in on him whenever he wants, and he can continue being the thorn in his side. So I don't know. I, I hope it's a rivalry that they don't plan on ending anytime soon because both guys are just, I don't know, they're amazing. They've been given the ball, they're running with it, and they're doing so just a great job at it. Oh, yeah. I mean, keep that rivalry going as long as possible. Yeah, I agree. But let's talk about, you talked about Orton and Ziggler match last night, which was a phenomenal match. You had Orton and Ziggler, Orton won, and then you had Seth Rollins facing U.S. champion Sheamus. And wait, I, I got that backwards, don't I? Did Seth, Seth Rollins face uh, Jack Swagger? Sorry. Seth Rollins. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Seth Rollins faced Jack Swagger. Both won their match, and there was tensions. You know, they both kind of came out. They didn't really interfere with the match, but they had a face-off, and it seems like they're teasing a Randy Orton-Seth Rollins future rivalry. Are you excited if that comes to fruition? Yeah, yeah. I see good things happening with that. Um, and on a side note, I saw that uh, Sheamus will be going against the Miz. That's the next pay-per-view, so that that should be okay. That should be decent. Well, let's talk about that rivalry. What do you think about it? I think yeah, I think it'd be good. I mean, I like what the Miz is doing right now. I like what they're doing with him. And then you throw Damian Sandow in there. It's just funny. Uh, with Sheamus, you know, you always got a good match with him. So I, I look forward to that match. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I think it'll be good. And the the best thing about the Miz. Uh, Sheamus rivalry is it's really given Damian Sandow an opportunity to connect with the fans. The fans have been really rallying behind him. Uh, did you watch any of main event last night? No, I didn't. 
Well, well, the opening segment was a Miz TV segment, and Miz was said he was going to interview Sheamus in the Miz TV segment. And instead of Sheamus, we got Damian Sandow dressed as Sheamus, and it was really <laughs> funny. If you get a chance, go Google that, because he does a good impression. He had, like, fiery red eyebrows that he just kind of pasted on, and he had uh, he put on white tights or something underneath his clothes to match the, the skin tone of of the Celtic warrior. So I, he did a really great impression, and I think fans, they're giving him his proper respect, and hopefully when he finally turns on the Miz, he becomes a baby face, and I hope that's his chance for an opportunity in the company. Yeah, definitely. He deserves it, too. I mean, he works hard. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's see. We got a few more minutes. Well, we got about another minute for our next uh, segment. Uh, I was going to talk about Nene Leaks and that Todd Chrisley, but actually, we're, let's just go ahead and jump to our first segment. We'll talk about that stuff after this. For all the people that listened last week, they heard Amazing Kong talk about her upcoming match with Sassy Steffi. If you heard the full interviews over at SBP Wrestling, which look that up on iTunes, SBP Wrestling, follow that, along with Mitch and Al Radio. Follow both those shows. But anyways, we had those big interviews, full interviews with both them. And last week on this show, Mitch and Al Radio, we had one question interview, exclusive content content. For Mitch and Al Radio, and this week we have an exclusive one-question interview with Sassy Steffi, the current Remix Pro Wrestling uh, Fury champion. <laughs> it's a lot to get out, so let's just go ahead and jump to that interview, which you can listen to right here, right now. Hello, I am Mitch Nicholson, and this is One Question Interview. My guest is the current Remix Fury champion for Remix Pro Wrestling in Marietta, Ohio. I'm joined with Sassy Stephanie, and Sassy Steffi, sorry, and I will not ask her how she's doing because I don't want to violate my one question policy. So here is your one question, Steffi. What scares you? Ooh, good question. Um, what scares me? Um, well, let's see, probably, I really don't have, like, any irrational fears besides sharks. I love Shark Week and everything on Discovery Channel, and it's weird because, you know, living in Ohio and, and stuff like that, there's no beaches, but I think my one irrational fear would be sharks because I don't want to get bit by one, and when I go in the ocean, I only go, like, up to my waist deep, so that way I still have time to run away if there's a shark in the water. Well, good answer. Do you not like watching Jaws or anything? No, like, I I loved Jaws when I was a kid, but, I mean, obviously I was terrified of Jaws as a kid, but I, I still watched it. But, yeah, so, I don't know. Maybe that movie did, like, psychologically mess me up or something as far as Sharks is concerned. <laughs> but, like, I do watch Shark Week every week, so or every week, every year when they have it on. So it's not like I do myself any favors because they talk about shark attacks and and how unbelievably powerful sharks are compared to human beings. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you very much. That's Mitch Nicholson, one-question interview. Now, that was a great one-question interview. Am I right, Al? Amazing. I'm telling you, we're going to win awards with this. We're going to get uh, uh, documentary achievements. We are going to get Walter Cronkite awards for, I don't know. I We're amazing. That's right. 
I'm telling you, no one does an interview like Mr. Mitch Nicholson right here, I tell you. Thank you, thank I mean, you. Fans, uh, wrestling listeners out there, please listen, you know, harass your favorite wrestlers. Tell them they need a one-question interview done by me, Mitch Nicholson. Let's make this happen. Paul right. Hogan, hashtag that. <laughs> All right, well, we talked about before the interview about the reality show plugs that were going on on Raw last week, and we saw two of them. And one was by uh, a certain Nene Leakes. Al, have you ever heard of Nene Leakes before Monday Night Raw this past week? Yeah, well, yeah, I've I seen her in Cabinet Magazines, but no, I'm, I'm really not familiar. I know she's one, on one of the Real Housewives shows. Other than that, no, I, I didn't, don't know much about her. I, I'm the same way. I never would have. If you told me who her name was before then, I would have never known who she is. Apparently, she might have been on one of the Apprentice shows one year. And yeah, she is currently on. Oh, yeah. yeah, she's currently on one of the Housewife things. But you know, they plugged her into the show. They had her do a standoff against one of the girls, and then she was just kind of hanging out with them during a big divas tag match. Did what, what do you think? Did that add value to Monday Night Raw? <laughs> uh. No, not not really, but I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the way I feel. Um, Nene Leaks. I can't imagine anybody that's a fan of that girl is going to be like, oh, she's on Monday Night Raw? Well, I'm going to tune into Monday Night Raw, and then they're going to watch and think, holy cow, as a fan of Nene Leaks, I was missing out on... I don't know who she fighting again. Nikki Bella? <laughs> Why was I not watching Nikki Bella before? I, I can't imagine that yeah. they're winning audience people because of that. No, especially uh, you know the previous week with Kathy Lee and, and Hoda. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that's two weeks in a row of just very awful plugs by mainstream people. Yeah, I, I don't know if they're celebrities, yeah. but. <laughs> But, you know, last week they had a very classy plug, and that was Joan London. She was talking about the, the breast cancer partnership that WWE does with Susan G. Coleman. And that was a very tasteful, respectful thing. And as a WWE fan, I, I thought that was it had a place on my programming. Yeah, yeah. Now, see, now that I can handle. I mean, that, that was, yeah. I mean, they didn't have her come out and, you know, go against uh, AJ Lee or something. I mean, she just came on. You know, discuss what what she is wanting to discuss, and, and it, like you said, it's classy. I I appreciated that. Yeah, and the the other celebrity plug they had last night was a guy named Todd Chrisley, who I've heard of before. I caught, I guess, a glimpse of his show in the past. I didn't quite understand why he deserves a reality show. Like, did he do something famous before then? I don't really understand that. But when it came time for him to do his plug on TV. I I don't know I was I didn't mind that I thought that was one of the acceptable ways to do it. Did you catch that, Al? Yeah, actually I did not catch that. I I do know he has a reality show in USA. So, but yeah, like yeah, I, I don't know who he is or or how he got a TV show. But I mean that's that's pretty much most reality shows. Probably. I don't know who they are or how they got the show. But yeah, you know. that's the way I feel. But you know when he did his plug. It was tasteful. It just they did a little plug for his show, and then he was at ringside with his kids, and the, Tom Phillips interviewed him, and he just kind of like, yeah, yeah, my kids like wrestling. We're out here, you know, doing something as a family. And I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was just like 30 seconds of him actually on the TV, and they plugged the show, and 
I can live with that kind of plugs. I, I think that's okay. But the Nene Leak stuff where she has to get involved in matches, I don't understand that at all. Yeah, yeah, me neither. All right, well, so Nene Leak's thumbs down. Todd Chrisley, I can live with it. Uh, let's talk about another. Don't London thumbs up. <laughs> let's talk about another big thing from. Uh, I think I might cut it from my show notes. No, I got it right here. Another big, big moment from Monday Night Raw. The Russian Rusev really, him and Lana really ticked off that Atlanta crowd, and Big Show came out, and it was a thunderous ovation for the Big Show. Did you catch that match? I did, I did, and I, I, I like it. You know, I like, I like Big Show and Rusev. They, they seem to be a pretty good pair. Yeah. Do you, uh, did you get into it? I mean, did you like the way Big Show was playing off the crowd, like they were doing the Atlanta Braves cheer, and when he was going to chop yeah, them? Yeah. And, he did pause for yeah, a second to I, do the Braves. I like that. Is, is that racist? <laughs> no, I don't think it is. I, I, well, I mean, I'm just kind of saying that tongue-in-cheek because everybody gets mad because Washington has a team ca- called the Redskins, and here the Atlanta have the Braves, and we're all mocking a uh, – well, not mocking, but we're they're doing a chant that does an Indian thing, and people get selectively yeah, outraised. I, I'm not one of those PC people, but I'm kind of surprised somebody hadn't gotten all PC on that. Yeah, yeah, and no, no offense to you, know, you Native American listeners out there, you know, but uh, I, I don't have a problem with the Washington Redskins name, but – I mean, some people do. Yeah, I don't watch yeah, I football that much. Right there, so. Yeah, that that is a different issue. We're we're getting all PC on people, but you know, I don't watch football that much. I don't really care. It, but if they do end up changing the name, it, I'm not gonna lose any sleep over it. But I, I just think people get a little too PC these days. Yeah. But I, back to Rusev and Big Show. I thought it was a good match. Uh, I thought it was great storytelling, just from where there was so much heat with the crowd. They didn't have to do a ton to get the crowd into it. There was a point where Rusev had him in a side head- headlock, and as Big Show was getting his momentum back, he you know overcome him by finally doing a body slam, and the crowd went nuts. And I was just thinking at the time, it's like when did when does the crowd ever get excited over a body slam? And you know, I think they did a great job then. Yeah, they, they definitely did. You know, getting the crowd into it is something you don't see a whole lot anymore like you used to. Yeah, it's more old-fashioned storytelling. I think they did a good job with that. And, of course, at the end, Mark Henry came in. You know, he's trying to rally Big Show. And then when Big Show finally was looked like he was either going to pass out or tap out to the accolade, Big Show got involved. And it looks like eventually the, you know, Big Show might have to face off against Mark Henry, who's going to get frustrated in the end and turn heel. Uh, do you like the direction of all this? Yeah, I, I think they're doing a good job with it. But, uh, you know, just a little opinion here. I mean, when are you going to throw half-steel Jim Duggan out there? <laughs> Talk about getting the crowd into it, right? I mean, that would get a big pop. I agree. I think Hacksaw Jim Duggan needs to come back. You know, even just for Rusev to beat him down for a second, I don't really want to see that. But, man, get a really good pro-America crowd and let Rusev put him into accolade, and then Big Show comes in to run him off. I, I think that would get a huge amount of heat, and he'd become a mega villain at that point. Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, do you want to make a quick appeal to Hacksaw Jim Duggan for coming on and being a, ho- uh, a guest interview on this show? Oh, yes, please. Hacksaw, if you're listening out there, come on, man. We're huge fans, and, and we know we know you'd love a good interview here with Mitch and Al. And, and we definitely would love to have you come on and answer 
uh, one question with good Mitch here. So, <laughs> that's, that's right. Come on in. Al will pay you. <laughs> Absolutely. There won't be a whole lot, but I will pay you. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, we're about 20 minutes in, and it's time for our second skit, little break from the normal conversation, and that's one of my favorite segments, and that's when you, Al, host a little skit that we call Favorite Match. So why don't you take it from here? Yes, and maybe we should get a little music intro for this. What do you think? Maybe? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't have any music here now, but let's pause for a second, and I will end up cueing something in a second. Ready? Pause. (laughs) Okay. Okay, okay. yeah, there'll Um, be music there at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Alright. Um, if, if you don't know how this works out there, I'll just name a wrestler out there. Um, and Mitch and he will tell me his favorite match of theirs. It could be any wrestler. So, this week, I'm going to throw out one of the best, Owen Hart. Owen Hart. That is a great, great pick. Uh, you know, sadly, I can't say I know a ton of Owen Hart's work. You know, he was really in his prom at a period where I wasn't watching a lot. And I got back into it later during the very end of his run because I was getting back into WWE after the NWO blew up and all that. And so it, WCW just got me interested in wrestling again. I, I did catch that cage match he did against his brother, Brett. But do you remember what event that was at? Maybe a SummerSlam? Yeah, and, and thanks a lot, Mitch. You stole, you stole my answer. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, SummerSlam, uh, their cage match, uh, Owen and Bret Hart. And, yeah, one of my favorite matches of all time. Because they, they went out there, they had an amazing, amazing cage match, and they, they pretty much proved that you don't have to shed blood in a cage match. It, it doesn't have to be violent for it to be you know, an awesome cage match, and, and those guys just put on a show. That's back when they had the, like, blue cage, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> that was one of the things that I really distinctly remember from that match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, what a classic. Hey, one thing that I want to ask about uh, concerning Owen Hart that you might be able to answer for me, why was he in the Nation of Domination? <laughs> I mean, obviously, um, there was something about him that was different than the other people in the group, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, but, yeah, I, I guess he just wound up with the nation. Um, that, was, that was around the period where he was being called Nugget, right? Yeah, yeah, I remember that because that uh, guy that DX had to parody him when they were parodying the nation really made a big deal about him being called the Nugget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I guess it worked for him, though. I mean... Yeah, he was a heel, but I remember at the time I was like, isn't this supposed to be a take on, like, the Nation of Islam or something? And, I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, 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 yeah, we got to miss Owen Hart, don't we? Yeah, man, he was had such a great career up until that point. It seemed like they kept just trying to repackage him, finding some little thing that, you know, tweak him to really connect with the audience. He was always a star, but he never really achieved the superstardom of his brother. And I, I think he was just waiting until something finally clicked. He definitely had the in-ring talent. He definitely had charisma. Just you know, waiting for a good story to come his way. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it would have happened, you know, eventually. But oh well, one of those tragic stories. Yeah, I agree. He is missed, and he's had some great matches. We both. Uh, decided on that cage match, so people need to go back and watch that. Oh, yeah, no doubt. 
Okay, we, we're entering the final little stretch of the show today, and I've got a handful of just side stories, rumors, things like that that don't concern main stories, and I thought we could discuss some of this. Uh, let's see. One of them is, have you seen the Randy Orton RKO little little skits that are going around the Internet? No, no, I haven't. Well, I'm going to send you one of these later. That's a... Uh, <laughs> it. It's this big thing. Like, remember how a few months ago, everybody, the big thing on the Internet was take Jim Ross's voice and Jim Ross announces whatever people would mesh it with? Yeah, yeah. Well, now the thing is, like, they'll find footage of people crashing and burning and falling and just destroying themselves, and they'll insert pictures of Randy Orton coming in, and it looks like whenever they fall, they're actually getting RKO'd. Google that. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I definitely will. Yeah, it's the biggest thing. It's caught fire all, all like the past day or two. And the, some backstage notes I saw said his RKO on Dolph Ziggler on Monday night when he did like the fireman's carry, threw him up in the air, and then did that in a very unique way. The RKO uh, was kind of an homage to all the people, you know, doing the internet things, the little videos about it. So, so I think Randy Orton's going to go out of his way to really find unique ways to uh, to keep up with all the things going on the internet. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely have to Google that because I missed that. Yeah, I'll send it to you on Facebook or something. Uh, Another thing going on is WWE Network will start airing commercials. They sent out an email this past week, and it says, here's what you can expect. There will be no commercial breaks during the programming. There will be limited advertising between the shows, and there will be occasional advertising before the video on-demand content. So, Al, do you think that's okay? Should they start... Are they taking advantage of our nine ninety nine? I think they are. <laughs> well, th- uh, their subscriber rate never got the numbers they were hoping to get, so th- I don't really care. I watch Hulu, and Hulu Plus still puts commercials on some of their programming, even though I pay. I'm kind of used to it, so I don't really care. If it keeps the programming down and we still have the same library, you know, whatever. Maybe this can be an excuse not to cut people uh, from their jobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess it's, unless you really want to complain, I mean, you know, you still get all, all the pay-per-views in history and all this content, so you really can't complain too much, right? Yeah. yeah if I have to watch a 30-second ad so I can watch any pay-per-view, uh, you know, ever done, just whenever I want to see yeah. it, I don't know. I don't think it's a terrible thing. Yeah. Okay, and, and let's talk about Kurt Angle. Might be coming to WWE, might actually not be coming to WWE. I'm pulling this off cagesideseats.com. I don't know where they originally got it. Oh, no, I do know. It says PW Insider uh, is their original source. Triple H was one of the first to make a call to offer a contract to Kurt Angle for a full-time deal. But it appears that WWE as a company is actually not interested in Angle working a part-time schedule, which is what Angle wants to work. So a lot of people are viewing the fact that WWE offered him a full-time schedule, which he's not interested in, as a polite way of saying they're not interested in him? I mean, what do you think? It doesn't look too good for Kurt Angle coming to WWE. That's got to be a big loss, right? Yeah, talk about, you know, one of the legends uh, in, the, in the business of wrestling, but yeah, and I'm a huge Kurt Angle fan. I always have been, but, I mean, you got to be quite honest, he, he's not you know, one of the Fresh new talent in wrestling. He's been around a while, and he he's probably towards the end of his career. Am I right? I mean, I, I know he, oh. he can still put on a great match, but 
Yeah, he's definitely said he wants to sign like a one-year deal somewhere, and that'll pretty much be his career. He's looking at the at whatever the next thing is is going to be the final thing. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just like a one-year deal. Yeah, it's also like Sting too. You know, Sting. I couldn't I couldn't see him getting any more than just a one-year deal or something like that. Yeah, I, I think that's the big rumors too. I think Sting. You know, he'll probably have a WrestleMania match. Maybe another couple matches, but definitely a WrestleMania match and either a Hall of Fame induction this year or the following year. So I'm, I, I like that they're bringing Sting in for that last match, but I hope even if Kurt Angle signs for TNA for a year, that he still signs for at least a one match deal so he can do a proper Hall of Fame induction for WWE. Yeah, that'd be awesome for the fans, no doubt. Okay, and we're just about out of time for the show today. It's been about 30 minutes, and I think we're going to be pretty punctual about our limit this week. So before we get going, Al, is there any last words you want to say? Uh, no last words this week. Um, I guess I'm just going to have to go with my final words for the, for the, for the week, and that would be kids stay in school. That's, that's a great final words. Uh, before I do end the show, though, I want to remind everybody that you can listen to Mitch and Al Radio off of MitchNicholson.com. We post that every time it gets up on there. Also, search iTunes, Mitch and Al Radio. Make sure you subscribe. Tell your friends. Uh, we're going to try to keep planning bigger and better things, get bigger guests for you. Mitch and Al Radio. Keep up with us every week, and we will pay you a billion dollars. I'm sorry. Hi, Tom Jim Doug, and I'm begging you. Come on the show. <laughs> I agree. Thanks for an awesome show, Al. Thank you, Mitch.